GB News Breakfast, it's uh, Rosie and uh, Darren today, and uh, they show a, uh, a tweet from Boris Johnson, which is um, quite rightly uh, being disgusted about the racial abuse, which has uh, been directed at uh, certainly a couple of players in the team. And then they have Bobby Friedman on, who's a Barristram political commentator, apparently, who was there. So they don't bother to talk about um, about that tweet at all. They just say, "How is the football? You can be our politi- You can be our sporting commentator for the day." Well, yes, because anybody can do it, can't they? They can all do whatever they want. He says he wasn't very happy about being there last night. The security wasn't great, but I'll be able to look back at and say that um, that I was there. Yes, well, y- you you will because you'll have a remembrance of it unless you're suffering some kind of dementia type illness which would be awful but you were there and you will therefore be able to look back on it and say I was there I think that's clear isn't it so the the stories this morning are Branson in space the football but not condemning the racism it doesn't seem like and uh, freedom day are we going to be able to take our masks off or is Boris Johnson saying, keep them on if you want to, which seems to be another sort of freedom, freedom to choose, don't you think? Is that what we're looking at this morning? It seems to be. Here's that Wimbledon uh, expert. And, oh, we've lost him. Black screen. Oh, so disappointing. I wanted to ask him about the football racism. No, because it is something happening today. No, not reporting on that then. No. TV News seems to be uh, concentrating on the on Wimbledon. You know, oh, the football. Well, they didn't they didn't do it. They disappointed us, so we won't really mention it too much. Of course, they've only got library pictures from Wimbledon. They haven't got any moving pictures. That would be far too modern and up to date, wouldn't it? They show the uh, the Branson footage of him going stratospheric. I think other people have already done this. Haven't they? You know, and uh, what you get is a picture of him, weightless, and then, woo, yeah. Well, it's hardly one small step for man, is it? And then we get Sir Robert Massey, who's the deputy director of the Royal Astronomical Society, who pours cold water on the whole thing. I guess it's good to show, you know, how you think you can do things differently, but not really gone into space and... You know, if we're talking about space travel, that's, you know, regular space travel, that's what this ain't. Uh, it's not the kind of thing they wanted. They wanted someone to say, oh, how marvellous, a billionaire in space. <laughs> He's not done the, done the job for him. Good on you, mister. So tell us about the way it looks so different, like a, not a big rocket, like a little, like a sort of plane. Tell us about that. He says, well, it's not the first time this has been done. Oh, he sighs. <laughs> He pours cold water on it again. It's not yet going to take people to orbit. You know, it's got a high price tag. <laughs> That's great. And then Darren gives us the basis of it. I guess before I die, it might be quite fun to do this. The excitement and the interest has gone, hasn't it? He says 600 people signed up to this out of a global population of 8 billion. So uh, let's see. <laughs> it's great. The water couldn't be colder. I have a laugh then about uh, Darren wants to go to space. Well, I wonder whether I'll be coming back. You know, we can start a, a, a. Well, we've already had a petition about Jeff Bezos. Remember, he was the first one to do it, I think, wasn't he? Battle of the Billionaires. What a disgusting thought.
Well, in case you're wondering, no weatherman or weather person. It is a man on GBN. It's Alex Deakin usually. No weatherman to do the to do the weather today. Maybe it's not his turn, and they've not paid for a full service. I'm just. It could be. That could be the case, couldn't it? Does seem like it's done on the cheap. Here's Rebecca to take us through the digital. As Rosie says, people have different views, don't they? Yes, they do. That's what you get in a society. Different views. Oh, Rebecca's telling us that uh, when this happened in the past, people were dragged through the mud and we're far more grown up now. Well, what about the racist abuse that's taking place on certain Twitter feeds then, eh? Just forgotten about that. Yeah, that's a no report, isn't it, today for GBN. Ah, good. Rebecca's actually talking about it. We can't get away from that this morning, can we? Well, you have so far. It's the first time it's been mentioned, but at least you've now mentioned it. Oh, so, as Rosie says, well, it, it was inevitable, wasn't it? And it's always going to be difficult to root out people like that and punish them. So that's all right, then. I'm not saying that they're saying this is all right, but it's not being handled well enough. We need to have some discussion about it, don't we? We've got a big enough programme. Give us 15 minutes. Later on, McCoy, give up your 15 minutes good news stories for this. Ah, now they're saying that Richard Branson's travel to just to the edge of space. I remain unimpressed. Well, you weren't unimpressed earlier. You were dead excited. So you don't remain anything. You've now realised after talking to the other bloke, it's not as good as you thought it was. Maybe someone's in your ear saying, be unimpressed now. <laughs> As Sir Rosie says, please talk to us today. The pain, how you're feeling, get in contact with us. Hardly anybody's doing it. Nobody's watching, please. As Darren says, there's only one story uh, really in town today, which is a good job because that's all they ever cover. One story. Oh, they've got, they've got moving pictures. They're right up to date with the losing penalties. Got real moving pictures. Branson can go to the edge of space and GBN can get some moving pictures. Wow. And somebody doing some florid voiceover as we see that we don't really need that it's almost as it's almost as if they're doing it it's doing a it's this Kenneth Wollstonehome moment it isn't beers in the air football's almost home it was knocking on the front door come on mate let's have a bit more than that get at least a little bit florid football had made it to England's front gate but had turned back at the last minute <laughs> Oh, blimey. It's hardly T.S. Eliot, is it, mate? <laughs> James Gibson. Mar- Marvellous nonsense from James Gibson. Edward Lear would be delighted with that. Now to Paul Hawkins. Um, we, of course, have been writing with the football. Um, the London correspondent, Rosie, telling us, I must say there's been some absolutely revolting... No, get, get, get the tone right. That's right, Paul. Morons. I think that's the right word. Actually, well said, mate. He's in a cafe again. He's always in a cafe, this Paul Hawkins. Getting a bit of food. He's had some... He's had a, he's had a full English there, it looks like. 
His plate's still there. Oh no, they just bought him a coffee and some and some bits of of sugar and things. Got the papers in front of him and two phones and a notebook. He's a journalist, you see. What's the general feeling in the cafe, Paul? He's asked. Yeah, well, purely anecdotally said. I talked to three blokes earlier as they came out of the gym. <laughs> I was like getting around in the gym by the toilets, and uh, they came out there and uh, and chatted to me. Uh, and I went in to see them while they were showering down, and they were saying they were they were disappointed. <laughs> it's all anecdotal, of course. Where where are these people you're supposed to be speaking to, mate? I think your notebooks completely clear that page isn't it i don't think you've written anything on it have you oh yeah go to gym and hang around yeah that's what it says on there pure anecdotal of course oh he has had a breakfast that paul shows shows it to the camera it's not what i really want to see a half-eaten breakfast at this time in the morning but um this is gb news so it's not surprising in a way that they discussed in all sorts of ways, don't they? Tell you what, I bet Nigel Farage has put his Union Jack waistcoat in the bin this morning, eh? See if he's wearing it next weekend. Taking bets. Kevin Buckley is a sports correspondent based in Milan. He's going to tell us all about what happened there. So Kevin, can we... I didn't say anything like it, Kevin says. I... Kevin, we can't hear Sound a bit like Davros, Kevin. Oh, we'll come, we'll, oh, he's come back. Carry on, Kevin. Oh, excellent. Yep, he sees right what happened to the English sense of fair play as far as booing national anthems go. The racism is appalling, the fans are terrible. What happened to the sense of fair play, Kevin, on the field when you get a cynical Italian team who uh, are dancing with red cards? Um, particularly the pulling back of the shirt of Raheem Sterling, appalling. Man should have been off for that. I mean, it's professional, in inverted commas. It's also extremely cynical. So that needs to be raised as well. Won't be happening on GB News, so I thought I'd raise it for you. Cheers. Richard Tice. He's on. Because he's got nothing to do now. You know, being part of the Brexit party, and we've now got Brexit and he ain't got anything to do. So he's got to do something. I'm not sure, quite sure what he's calling himself now, but he's talking about the Freedom Day update. Looks to me in a bit of a pokey room, Richard. Thought you were a really successful gent. Apparently, according to Richard Tice, the key measure is, um, sadly, deaths. Because Richard's well, he's well able to talk about all this. He's an economic commentator. Uh, no. He's a doctor... Oh, no. He's a bloke who wants to talk. Ah, that's it. He's just a bloke who believes the sound of his own voice. Ah, now I get it. Listen, I've walked down streets. I've spoken to people. They didn't want me to, but I've spoken to them. And they are terrified by the government's government's reign of fear, the campaign of fear. They might be just terrified to speak to you, Richard. I I mean, it, it wouldn't be surprising, would it? Darren says we have to... He, he comes back on Richard Tice saying we have to focus, the NHS has to focus on, on, on the backlog of, of, of operations. Darren points out, well, if you've got more coronavirus cases, you can't, can you? Richard Tice gets cheesed off at that. Gareth, don't put words in my mouth. I think he said Gareth, not Darren. Don't put words in my mouth. 
<laughs> Getting cheesed off. Is Richard Tice. Oh dear. We've got the vaccine rollout, which means that cases are going up. Tells, tells us, Richard Tice tells us, which is, uh, well, it, 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 it really backs up his argument. <laughs> Most of these cases are children. It's mostly sniffles. They don't even know they've had it, said Richard Tice, who is a registered and uh, trained medical man. No, I don't think he is. And uh, there are hospitalizations going up, Richard. So it's not just sniffles, is it, really? Rosie rescues it. I think we've had enough. Bye. <laughs>